Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Ethel Chop here. You're listening to Joy 94.9. Hello and welcome to Been There, Done That on Joy 94.9. The team's here again today. Phil, Gordon, Chris and Julia. Julia's at the desk. Yes. She is. Yes. Well but you've done. got to guess which voice is which. Oh yes, I'm sure they know which voice is which. There's this tide. That's clean. easy because we say Gordon, don't say that. <laughs> and then I usually say Phil. And I'll say what? Which makes me Phil. Oh yeah. How do you, See, feel? This... How do you feel about that? Oh, I feel pretty good. Good. And usually by the end of the show, you've pretty well had your fill of me. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see if we can do that all again today, because uh, Been There, Done That is Joy's history program, and we like to cover history. And when we haven't got gay history to to back back at you as a listener, um, we've got local history, international history, world events. We delve deep and far and wide. We're very cosmopolitan. Cosmopolitan, indeed. Mm. If we were Neapolitan, I'd want to be chocolate. You want to be chocolate? Oh, I'll be strawberry. <laughs> yeah. We'll have oh, vanilla in the middle. pretty well vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> Are you vanilla? No. <laughs> well, we'll get some sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> like that advert on TV. <laughs> with moment, yeah, with the spots on his face, yes. Oh. <laughs> so that's, stupid. Yeah. That's very good, then. <laughs> Welcome to... M- the laughter program. Yes, yes. yes. Eriot's involved in yes. cooperated. Uh, well, I'd, I'd like to actually say uh, thanks and hi to Jade, to Vicky, and to Chaz, people who are listening yeah. uh, on a fairly regular basis, and also to Mark and Gerard, who are over at the moment from the UK. Oh, are they? Yes, oh, they nice. decided come to... come out to get some warm weather. Well, it's not all that cold in the UK at the moment, around about 10 degrees. Oh, right. Not like on the continent, yeah. which is very, very minus yes, in well, the moment. Same but, in America. You know, uh, I just don't know how those poor little bommy, pommy boys would have coped with the last weekend. Oh, don't talk about it. It was terrible. It's all a big inversion layer. Yes. So the colder they get, the hotter we get. Hmm. Well, you could be right. Well, it's, I just made it up, so it's got to be right. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was minus two in Vancouver. I can tell you that much. Yeah, yeah. That is. My, I have family living in Vancouver, and they were complaining about how to, they were shoveling snow so much. Ah, <laughs> you know, oh, well, they shouldn't be. And they to, don't normally get a lot of, of the snow. Border, in, they're shoveling a lot of other things at the moment as well. Yes, including yet. intelligence, uh, which is run out the window. <laughs> That's an um, oxymoron. <laughs> On today's show, we'll be talking about the discovery of DDT, or the the person who discovered DDT. Yeah, yeah. yeah. is it an invention or a discovery? Well, it probably because it's a assembled. It's a chemical, chemical structure, chemical. Mm. it actually has had to be put together by someone. Mm. But someone would have been just mixing up a little bit of a brew and then working out, ooh, 
this does such and such. All the fruit flies in his orange bowl. Well, that's right. It was a solution to a problem that hadn't been discovered, or vice versa. And then it introduced a whole new problem that... We'll talk yeah, about yeah, later. yeah. We'll talk about later. We'll also talk about oil and uh, the discovery thereof in, in the modern era. And, and oils and coal, oils, mm. a, exactly. And and pollution in China, oh, which God, was yeah. disgusting to see mm. on the TV a couple of days ago. Mm. Uh, we'll be mentioning the fact that uh, Midsummer Carnival, the thirtieth anniversary, is coming up on Sunday. Very fast. It's approaching like mm. the speed of a train, actually. And yes, it's back so, in the Alexandra Gardens where it belongs. It is, and right. depending upon where, when you hear this show, uh, you would either have attended or you would have just missed <laughs> <laughs> Midsummer Carnival 2017. Uh, that and a lot more. And some great music in between it too. Cause we've oh got yes, we've got a couple of birthdays yep, lined yep, up, yep. so you'll have to stay listening for all these things. And of course, after our show, uh, there will also be, because it's that time of the, the program grid um your favorite specialty shows will be following our show oh will they yeah oh very nice that's right that's right i, I get like, people warmed up yes i like to be followed i don't don't you I get this eerie feeling <laughs> you get an eerie fairy feeling mm. oh never mind yeah, uh, so, we we so let's talk about the weather and get that out of the oh, way because yes. I can sum it up in one word: awful, yuck, yuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit sticky around the edges. It's warm is nice. We don't need this humidity rubbish. No, actually, on Saturday afternoon it was a very dry heat because I was I went out the back because I I wanted to get a board ready for for a painting and I had to get the sander and I walked out to the shed and it was quite. I thought, oh, it's it's hot, but it's not that. Awful, sticky enough. Yeah, they saved that till later. Yeah, on. they saved it for later. Yes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I, I finished a painting and did sort of all bits and pieces in the heat. But well, it? it's nothing new because in 1896 in Burke, New South Wales, they had 13 days mm. of continuous heat, well over what was the old 110 figure, mm-hmm. and ended up apparently 47 people died at it. Yeah, well, of course, because they didn't take care of themselves. Well, in those days. Of course, people were not probably aware that you had to remain hydrated. You had to drink a lot of water and stuff to sort of keep your thing. And most of the 47 people were probably elderly, and they're the ones that suffer the most. And it was organ failure Mm. because the the body isn't really built to take excessive temperatures, you know, in excess of 40 degrees continuously Mm. for Mm. 47 days. No, it's it's not worth it. It's... um but as I say, they could have done probably if they'd have known that they were supposed to drink a lot of water because that would have helped a hell of a lot to keep the organs going. In Burke, they probably don't have a lot of water. They've got a river goes through Burke, isn't there? Isn't I don't there know. A river I don't know. Back of Burke. Yeah. I think there is. I'm not quite sure of that part of Australia's geography, but I'm sure there's probably that's why it's there. It's on a river. And they keep saying to us, keep hydrated, but you've got to be remember that does not include alcohol mm. and it doesn't really shouldn't include coffee because they are diuretics diuretic they make you wee and yes you that's right reduce, although yeah yeah it gets rid of your perspire yeah, as well yeah. and don't drink seawater because you don't because it's because it's salty mm. yeah and don't eat yellow snow oh, <laughs> oh. all my my liquid knowledge coming together yes. now. <laughs> well i've never eaten liquid snow uh, yellow snow i mean yeah okay but no but you, you've got to be very careful in the hot weather it's to uh, drink lots of water yeah, Act like a hippie, just stay cool, man. Yeah, yeah stay, stay cool. cool. Yeah. But I don't. Yeah, wha- I, I, I'm not a person that drinks a lot of water. No, but so you I should really, be. I really have to force myself to drink water at, in the hot weather. I guzzle water. I love water. Yeah, well, you, you 
you, you don't drink. The uh, the suggestion is by the doctors, by the doctor people, that you check the colour of your Wii. Mm, that's right. And if it's and bright yellow, it's, you should be. Well, yeah. What's Nintendo got to do with this? And they only come in two colours, <laughs> I'm assuming. Well, there's Wii 3. Is there? Oh, Kings of Orientar. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Wii 3 Kings. <laughs> <laughs> that was last season. <laughs> that's oh, right. My goodness Had enough of Christmas. <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear. Well, we also there's also um oh we've had all this drama with Centrelink. Yes, that's that's mm. uh, it, now friends of mine are getting a pension of one sort or another or have because mm. they were unemployed for a period of time and they got this letter saying, "Oh, you owe us 24,000. All the money we paid to you yeah, but uh, the, over the years." Yeah. Um but the point is that when the people take all these they have to take all their paperwork we, we've got a very we all know of a, a person that's also got to pay back a lot of money and she has given everything to the hmm. uh, Centrelink at the time that it was required everything that was required yeah. so they paid her on that yeah. now if they find out that they what they've done is wrong it's not her fault no it's their fault she should well it's have the to computer's fault and why yeah. would it be the computer's fault because Centrelink is just it's like the Wizard of Oz yeah it's just a computer all those people you see in the office, and there, you don't see many, I can tell you mm. that, they're cardboard cutouts. Oh. So it's the computer doing everything. Yeah, but so it's a man behind a curtain. Yeah. And, you, and, you, and, and, and according to my friend, you cannot speak to anybody there. It's all done on computers or phones. Mm. You, you don't speak to a, 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 a human being. Yes, you are encouraged not to attend the office. That's right. To get the mobile app. Yeah. Or to go online and stick on on the phone for half an hour, three quarters of an hour, trying to get through or something rather yeah. from from friends of mine. During yeah. which time your brain is being radiated. You would have thought that the government should have been able to get it fixed and have it sorted completely, run it through as the a. The government's happy. They should have been running it through as a, as a trial period to see what happens. You know. Yeah. No, but, the government quite frankly doesn't see a problem. Yeah. Well, because they, they wanted revenue. The minister. The minister standing up there and said they've only had two hundred and seventy six complaints. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> where where's he uh, been? The trick there is you stop counting at two seventy seven. <laughs> is that what it is? No, yeah, but I, I, I well, feel sorry for all those people. Garbage really, in, garbage out. Yeah, is, is what computers are. And aren't the, they? the questions that were asked of the computer, totally out of whack. Mm. And uh, yes, I think. Uh, yes, I think the algorithm needs some fine tuning. Definitely. So definitely. If, if you're having problems with Centrelink, stand your ground. And yes, that's right. Yeah, argue yeah, argue sure. forcibly. Yeah. Uh, now, now, of course, someone who uh, is having a birthday at this time is Felipe Rosa. Gorgeous name. I love yeah. that name, Felipe Rosa. He, he was, was a gorgeous looking, gorgeous looking guy too. <laughs> who? Well, he did really well because he had a feather in his cap. That's right, he did too, <laughs> yes. And he lived in a village with some people. That's right, yes. And so he was the little Indian. Yes, he was a, a how Indian, not a dot Indian. A how, how. Yes, you, a how, how. how. Right. And he was part of the village people crew and he was the originating, original member. Still yep. there. He's still there, yep, yep. And, and there used to be a question, can you stop the music? We need an answer. Joy 94.9 in Melbourne. Joy.org.au for the world. Thanks for being with us. You're listening to Been There, Done That on Joy 94.9 with Chris, Phil and Gordon. And me. And you. Oh, yeah. Phil. Oh. Yes, and you're listening live while we're not. (laughs) Oh, don't don't freak out the neighbours like that. Yes, but you could be listening to us on a podcast. 
Well, there's that Which about can it be too. found on the Joy That's right. Page. You go to joy.org.au slash podcasts or, or, and been there, done that, and um, look, at that, look up the podcasting. And you can contact us and with you all can, your compliments. And you can thank Julia for that because she's our wonderful podcast lady. On the 12th of January, 1899, that's two centuries ago. 1899. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, we're into the th- it's into the second century. Se- second yeah. century past the year. After that, Paul Herman Muller, the man who discovered DDT was a potent insecticide, was born. He was born in Switzerland. He grew up to be a Swiss chemist who discovered the DDT, which had been already formulated elsewhere, was actually a potent insecticide. And as I mentioned earlier, we're not sure whether the chicken and egg came f- or the egg came first whether, in fact, uh, having formulated DDT, they were now looking for uses for it. But at any rate, it was really good because bugs... It killed a hell of a lot of bugs. It did, it yeah, did. Yeah. He was committed of insecticide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the assessment of its effectiveness wasn't particularly terribly precise no. at that stage back in those early days of the 20th century. And it was only after later research that it discovered that the DDT actually accumulated in the food chain. Yeah, res- residual stuff that stays in the food mm. chain and when the animals eat it, they build up a residual and then, DDT amount in their, in their systems. And then we go and kill the cattle and what have you and eat them and uh, we're getting DDT. That's what we used to do. Until 1972 when it was banned. Well, in the US. Yep. They were still finding traces of it in the US in 2002. 30 years later. Oh, my God. Straight up there with the weather. Whoa. In 1948, the Nobel Prize in Physiology was or Medicine was given to Muller for his discovery of the insecticidal properties of DDT. But Uh, I think everybody. They they should have perhaps. uh, Yeah. Yeah, Mm. because everybody in the garden, if you had a garden at home, you always had the pot of DDT to sort of yeah. spray around everywhere to, oh. to get rid of the bugs and things. No wonder these days when they have the council cleanups, they ask for all your gardening sprays and stuff into a special box. Mm, mm, mm. And they get incinerised. Do they? Oh, right. Probably. Yes, but people are slow learners because it took ages to discover the effects of DDT. Yeah. We've got asbestos well, and formaldehyde. Well, I think they, they knew about asbestos very early, but mm. they, sh- they hid that. They hid it. They didn't talk about it at all. Well, they didn't want it affecting profits. Well, no. there's always it's where the profit's concerned is the most thing, isn't it? Formaldehyde. Weren't the doctors already using that for preserving bits and pieces in glass jars? Yes, but it was the monster was out of the box. Oh. And it's a nice word to say if you don't think of the side effects. Mm. Mm. All right. <laughs> okay. And, and there's been other things like thalidomide. Oh, well, the thalidomide, yes. Th- that, that was that was supposed to help women, that pregnant women in the early stages of pregnancy to get over morning sickness and stuff. And what yeah. happened was gross deformities of the... Uh, the, the baby the in infant. utero. Oh, limbs missing, all sorts of dreadful things. Yeah, I had Fortunately, a... they discovered that quickly enough that there wasn't too many people in that boat. Mm. But, you know, ugh. But I, I had a customer years ago who had a thalidomide child with no limbs. Mm. And just a couple of stumpy arms, yeah, terrible. It makes you wonder what they do for the testing of these compounds. Yeah, well, of rabbits and monkeys and see, people like don't that. like animal testing, and no. especially with the the early days of AIDS research, people didn't want to wait for all this testing. They're saying, just give us this latest medicine, and we're dying anyhow. Give it to us. Yeah, yeah. There's a very tough balance in there, mm. isn't there? Mm. Mm. Uh, of course, we're talking about DDT. It was around for so many years from the 
time it was sort of invented or worked out to be what it was until they until the 70s when it was banned it was out there for years well decades so you can imagine how much ddt was dumped on the the planet well see the it, problem was it increased food production that's right the insects weren't eating away at the, e- eating the, it, the baby food it, it, it made better looking food too you didn't have mm. all insect bites and things all over the thing so that they and when you go into a supermarket these days if the p- food doesn't look absolutely perfect yeah. people won't buy it and so it would have been probably decades before the problems started to exist or symptoms started to show yeah then somebody had to get the light bulb moment and, and say, think oh there's DDT a connection doing it so it would have been one of many nightmares of reverse engineering to go yeah. back and figure yeah. it out. Someone who's having a birthday at about this time is Long John Baldry. 12th of January 1941 was his birthday. Mm-hmm. And we've got a nice little piece of music here to play, but he is a very interesting fellow. He had a lot to do with the music of the 60s in Britain. Yeah. And um, he was the fellow that discovered um, Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart was sitting in a busking in a tube station and uh, John Baldry thought he sounded pretty good so he took him into the studio and started working with him. Did, did he have a husky voice at that stage? Well, I'm not sure <laughs> I mean, but then they then it also was Reggie Dwight was another one of the uh, his oh, discoveries as young well. Young Reggie? Reggie Dwight yes. And uh, so who's your name dog is named after? No Phil? that's Eddie. Oh. So yes Eddie John was a very <laughs> popular singer in the 70s. <laughs> yes and of course Reggie Dwight decided to take the name John from Long John Baldry and Elton from Elton Dean who also sang in the band with them another singer and that's where he got Elton John from and so he was punching out music in the 60s and 70s he was the original blues singer in England he was the man that originally sang blues in England a white man a white man singing the blues yeah yeah and, he, and the influence not only the 60s but the 70s, the 70s by people he discovered. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yes, he had a, had a huge thing. And a really deep voice. And he was the out and proud gay man in the 60s. And he helped Elton John get over yeah, get his. Get over his. You were yeah, a here he is. Girl, you had a rag doll. The only doll that you have ever owned. This Joy program has a podcast and you can subscribe to it at joy.org.au. You're with Phil, Gordon, Chris and Julia, our podcaster, here on Joy 94.9. Julia's rather quiet in the background, but she's looking at uh, every word. She's got the scissors. Has she really? Yeah, to cut the... uh, Recording up into little pieces and only save the good bits. Well, it's all good. How dare she cut it up? <laughs> and you've got to be careful with editing. Yes, that's and right. You've got to be careful with editing. Why? Because you might repeat yourself. You've <laughs> got to be careful with editing. <laughs> that's going to hurt her little brain, isn't it? <laughs> Which one do I cut out? Yeah, <laughs> there you are. And mine too. What Thank did you, you say about it. editing? <laughs> Uh, you, Phil, you were commenting that you saw on the TNV, or was it you, Phil, uh, Gordon, uh, about pollution in China? The pollution in China was absolutely horrific. It's all caused by coal. The, the uh, reporter went out and he found out where it was coming from. It was cut from coal, basically coal. And the, the Why? Is this because it's the, the people who don't have access to modern technology they are still burning coal fires as opposed to switching a switch for that was part of it that was part of it there was a chap he had a he had a coal fire and they make the coal in a round cylinder shape with holes burnt through it, holes in it and they pick it up with a pair of tongs and drop it into a stove that is made just to take that cylindrical piece yeah. of coal and they asked the chap why he didn't have electricity and he said it was too expensive to heat the place so he burnt coal 
but the worst people are the power electricity producers. They produce. They said that the Chinese dig up more coal for electricity than the rest of the world combined. So you can imagine how much coal is being dug up. Not only are they not trying to do anything about renewable energy, they say they are, but in Beijing they're obviously not, because they said they're going to open up another 200 coal-fired power stations. Wow, yeah. And people are walking around with masks on and they're told to stay home. And Well, I, I've sort of flown into L.A. down through from the clean blue sky mm. down into the brown sludge. When you're on the ground, you don't see it. No, well, it's the same you know, here. It's, it's improving in L.A. When I was there in the 80s, they were just really getting serious about the the Clean Air Act, and provided you had good winds, the valley would get cleaned out. Right. But basically it gets trapped as an inversion layer, and this one I'm not making up. Mm. It is actually trapping the pollution That's in. That's right, yeah. Yep. And yep. Um, that's where the word smog came from, because it was smoke and fog together. Mixed together. Mm. Oh, right. And it was really quite yucky. Mm. And of course, mm. I, I believe in uh, the UK, in London, in the oh, early 60s again, mm. they passed uh, the, clean coal, air. the Clean Air Act mm. there, mm. and all coal-fired fires were stopped in private residences. Mm. Briquettes and all those sort of things, not on anymore. And they used to have some real pea super fogs. Well, we're, we're fortunate. We did too. Yeah, we're fortunate here in Melbourne because we always get a lot of wind. We oh, either get the wind... Excuse me. <laughs> that we get the northerly winds and we get the... The southerly winds come in and, and from the west. So we've always got that, always got that wind sort of keeping things clear. You know, I can remember here in Melbourne in the 70s, just before briquettes were banned mm-hmm. here, uh, that you'd have really bad fogs yeah. and the, the moisture would actually use the, the particle of soot that has gone up the chimney as the place where they would add on a bit the moisture and that would then turn Clouds of fog. Yes, well, I can remember when I worked in Windsor, and I was—I could get upstairs. Was the Queen there? No, 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 no. She was out walking the corgis. Was the Duke of Windsor? Yes, <laughs> it's the pub down the corner. Uh, <laughs> but I could go into one of the rooms where I worked and look across to the city, and you could see this grey, browny sort of haze over the city. Yes, it was romantic, and that was just from Windsor. And well, we used to have the gasworks in Box Hill. Mm. And was fascinating to me as a kid because these things would expand in height yeah. depending on how much gas they were storing. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know that that was coal burning and creating gas mm, to in make the, the suburbs. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, I miss the fog because we just don't get it anymore. No, we don't, do we? No. But it, it, it's a, a dreadful thing. But then, of course, you've also got pollution coming from motor cars who, which use oil, of ah, course. Ah, well, there's a great big thing. And then, because oil's been around for centuries. Yeah, but it's going to be interesting when, in fact, the petrol runs out, if it ever does, because we've now discovered atomic electricity from nuclear plants, or how does Homer calls it? Nuclear. Nu- nuclear. I, I can't nuclear. say the... Nuclear. The, nu- yeah, I, yeah, the wrong nuclear. way. <laughs> <laughs> but that's falling out of favour. Yeah. And I think France and Germany, well, Jap- I don't think of any more running. The, Japan the, are not going to open up the, uh, the rest of these that they were going to make. Well, mm. they, it turns out they're self-opening. Mm. Just leave them out there in the weather and they'll blow up on their own. <laughs> but the, it's interesting where we're getting power from. Did you see that article in the paper the other day about putting... Um, power generators in water pipes 
you know the water pipes that deliver the water to you. Yeah. They've got they're working out this system where they put a little rotor a in turbine. a little turbine in there, and they can put as many turbines in the water pipe. Of course, then they turn the power goes up into a, out the power. Could that be milliamps from each one? Yeah, but the, but. They said it, there's enough. Could, I, I drove past a burst fire hydrant last week. Mm, the power of that. And it crossed six lines of the highway and came down on the opposite footpath. Mm. There is a lot of pressure there. Yeah, mm. but it's amazing because when I read this, I thought, what a brilliant idea. You know, the, the little turbos in the water pipes. Yep. And there are hundreds of them because it doesn't stop the water from flowing. No. And it creates so much electricity and it can go up into the storage mm. batteries or something yeah. like that. Mm. So it looks like electricity is the way to go. But mm. until we get there, we've got to live with the legacy of oil, oil, oil pollution. Mm. Mm. There's lots of products that come out of uh, the oil supply well, chain. We get, we get plastics from oil, don't we? We do. Mm. We do. Mm. We'll be missing without... Uh, those products shopping bags i mean what I would mr tupperware do for a mm. fruit crust well it's all those things that are made from from oil you know but, but of course as you say oil's been around for a long time two centuries before the common era oh well yes you know, four centuries ago well, you, you can go back to you can go back to the egyptian times the egyptians had oil they used oil to burn in their little yeah that pack. was paraffin but those could have been olive oil yeah you can burn that as well yeah but it was definitely uh, oil or the bar- embalming that would have been vegetable oils mm, and mm. things like that but they also had the oil that they used to um use the oil to get salt from the well brine, th- they you know. they worked out that this mm. was uh flammable it could burn mm. and therefore they would make a little bit of a furnace using this pitch or ooze from mm. the ground mm. Mm. well and i'm amazed that i've got a note here it says ancient ancient persian tablets indicate the medicinal and lighting uses of petroleum in the upper levels of their society mm. well imagine the persians having ipads no persian <laughs> tablets <laughs> <laughs> i thought they're the ones you swallowed oh that well, see that there's always writing on the tablet i can never read it yeah yeah too small <laughs> Yeah, it's been around for centuries, thousands of years. Oil has been around. Yeah, but it uh, it was naturally occurring stuff, mm. and of course, even the name petroleum gives you the real source of where it was. It petroleum is Petra, which is the rock. Peter, mm. Saint Peter, on this rock I yeah, built my right. church. Yeah, blah Petra. blah, mm. and oleum is the Latin for the yeah for oil. Oil. Mm. So. Petroleum. Mm. It was there all the time. That's where we get our petrol. Yes, but also you've got to remember that there's a huge industry um, providing the oil and turning the oil into petrol for well, people to yes. use. You know, of course, in the 1850s or thereabouts, uh, there was, seems to be brain burst amongst a lot of like-minded scientific type people and they they worked out all there was lots of little compounds contained within the oil itself Mm. and they distilled them like whiskey and they drew off various bits and pieces and uh, for various uses and it was basically on the strength of the one of those compounds that was drawn off that the car industry at the turn of the 1800s into the 1900s uh, that was used to power these internal combustion mm, that's engines, right, yes. Mr. Benz and Co. Mm, yes, yes. It, it, so it, and we've had a whole century living with cars and petrol, but the way the, the electric cars are coming along, mm. uh, it, it might be the end of 
petrol cars as we know them. You'd always need to st- have a bit of petrol for the lubrication of the wheels and things oh, like you that. Could use you? whale oil. There's plenty of whales yeah, but in they're the not ocean. To kill whales, whales don't like that. Whales don't like that. Oh. We don't we don't kill whales for oil anymore anyhow. In the old days, you could do your banking on the whales. <laughs> but again, the whales they kept dying. So. <laughs> Yeah. Oh dear, oh dear, oh, oh dear! Yeah. I'm not so sure about all that. <laughs> <laughs> it said you can bank on the whales. It was a whole advertising campaign. Yeah, you stand on their flutes. Yeah. Please stay tuned, even if this doesn't grab you by the throat. <laughs> <laughs> we should grab the either any of us by the throat. Uh, we're going to be talking about Midsummer Carnival coming up. In the meantime, let's hear a little of a song from Charlotte Pirelli. And what's the name of the song, please, Gordon? Hero. In 2008, this song was the Swedish entry for the Eurovision Song Contest. It got uh, it was number one in Sweden, number four in uh, Hungary, but uh, I don't know whether it really scored anywhere else. Let's have a listen here on Joy. A diverse sound for a diverse crowd. Join 94.9. Been there, done that. With Gordon, Phil and Chris. Why do I always put myself last? Because I'm a gentleman. Oh, you're a gentleman. Gentle person. <laughs> the ladies go first. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Slam the door in their face. You're the bedrock that holds us all together. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, and you get beyond the bedrock, you get oil. Oh, I'm going oh, back to it. Thank yeah. you, thank you, now, thank you. Um, it's interesting noticing the uh, political situation in the US as uh, they rock down towards the 20th of January when yeah. is the inauguration of their, their newly elected... elected uh, Yes. Yes, him. But but the worst part. <laughs> but, but the wor- yeah. The worst part about it is that he's going to dismantle the, their health system, which is what Obama tried to get, so that the people who couldn't afford or lost all their insurance had some sort of cover. Mm. And people with pre-existing Illnesses. conditions mm. weren't covered by the previous insurance healthcare system. Mm. So Obama's corrected that. Yeah. But so no. hopefully, Mister T is softening on some things now that he's getting closer to the job so we just cross our fingers mm, well, sort for of them because at the moment they're really uh, our community and especially the HIV community in the US uh, have got various expenses that they can't claim on insurance mm. when they're trying to treat their, their HIV infections and mm. things um, we're, we're lucky in Australia a lot of the medicines that we use um, are covered by the PBS yes yeah, Pharmaceutical Benefit Scheme. Yeah. 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 PBS. And we are lucky in that respect because if you talk to people in America, which I have done on the odd occasion when I've been there about HIV and I've stayed and a chap that had HIV was servicing my room at the bed and breakfast I was staying at. And he was telling me it cost him thousands of dollars a year for his medication. But they have a, in, where he lived, they had a, a ballot. If you got balloted 800, they had 800 people, mm. you got your medicine free for a year. And he was number 799 or something rather out of the ballot. And he was that happy, you know, because because it was going to save him that much money. But it's also, it's, it's lots of other things that, that, that we do that, the, that they don't do uh, because we're not covered by, well, we're not a totally capitalist society like America. Are. They, they see government assistance as socialism. That's right, yes. You know, they, it's a digital decision to them. There's no in-between. Yeah, that's right. Whereas yeah. I think what we've got is a, a system friendly... That, we try to look after the people that are not, um, that can't look after themselves, yeah. basically, yeah. 
well, not that they can't look after themselves, but that they need the help to continue living. Mm. Yeah, and we see that as a duty of government. That's right, yes. Whereas yes. for some reason that just hasn't stuck in America. So yeah, well, we, you can, we were going to talk about that. Yeah, well, well, there's one thing that the Americans have just discovered that is paramount in their health crises, uh, and that is HPV. Uh, what do we call it? That's human papo... Papillomavirus. Papillomavirus, that's mm. right. Mm. And it's the, the women get a cervical cancer, but also guys get, well, well what's on their junk is the expression. Yes, yes. Uh, but also in the heterosexual community, the men are the carriers mm. from one woman to another. That's right. Yes. And so... Um, we in Australia, uh, well, quite a few years ago, uh, vaccinated our our younger women, our younger women, our mm. girls, our mm. ladies, and uh, then a little bit later they decided that because men were the vectors, or as much the problem as as anything well, else, that's right. yeah. then they uh, guys uh, from sort of thirteen to fifteen or twelve to thirteen year olds were vaccinated as, as well, well. Mm. and our HPV rates have dropped right down to to nowhere yep. whereas in the u.s it's uh, the hpv is a health crisis that they just don't know how to handle well the idea is to if they had free vaccinations like we did here mm. it's as simple as that i mean to say but once once again it because that smacks of socialism they wouldn't do it well what did america do with the polio vaccine they probably had to probably buy it i would say yeah, because jonas sure. sork was a, an american wasn't he yeah but we've surely have learnt from our experiences that you can actually eradicate diseases hmm. by doing preventable medicine hmm. or preventative but then you've still, but you've still got a lot of people here that are anti-vaxxers you know there that, that's another thing that well, is not plenty there's a few there's a few yeah loud-mouthed yeah anti-vaxxers, yeah but um it's just one of those things but anyhow that but the hpv in america must be very serious if mm. they're considering it but yeah. it, it's something yeah. you hardly hear of here in australia well luckily uh We've got a fairly good medical system here, mm. but specifically for our community, if you want to find out some of these facts and figures and, and connections, this Sunday coming up, go to the Midsummer Carnival, Alexander Gardens. I'm sure there'll be lots of people there that'll help Lots you. of community organisations mm. and support mm. groups there mm. can talk about these things. It's the, uh, from 11 o'clock on Sunday, Alexandra Gardens. Mm-hmm. We'll be there. Joy will be there. We will be. And lots of other people will be there yeah, as well. I'll, I'll be there with vintage men. Be, uh, I hope the weather's going to be kind. 23 degrees, according to the forecast That's just last night. Gorgeous. Finally, a nice day. Yes, yes, because it's, uh, but then again, that's, that was last night. We've still got a week to go. Um, <laughs> where, it, uh, yeah, something like that. It was, it, it's a week, the forecast is a week ahead or something or other, and I'm sure it said if, Sunday. If you've never been to a carnival day, it's a good chance to go there anonymously if you're scared of, of coming out, but you shouldn't be scared of coming out because there's so many other people there that you get lost in the crowd. So, you know, you can't be identified, but the other thing is you suddenly realise you're not the only gay in the village. No, that's true, but you, it's surprising the number of heterosexual couples and uh, people that wander through yeah. uh, midsummer And young families. And like young families, yes. Yeah. The last couple of years, yeah. it's, it's a very family-friendly event. Oh, yes. It's a public well, venue. Well, we've always been family-friendly anyhow. Yeah. It does it's on the way say. to the tennis centre and, uh, and the free. MCG. And it's free. It is yes, free. Yes, just wander along there. And there's, uh, there's a lot of... Um, 
there's going to be a lot of tents there because I've got the plan for it all, and it's there's a huge amount of of um, fifty or sixty. Yes, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. and they're split into four. There's a couple of stages on which there'll be uh, musical acts and mm-hmm. uh, all sorts of wonderful things. I believe Dolly Diamond is going to be there. Oh, our Dolly, our Dolly. Yes, I think she's going to be up there for some reason. Don't come along, the excitement is intense. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> Lots and lots of tents. The only, the only, I always have a bit of a problem with the um, midsummer because they always seem to situate the tents east and west rather than north and south. So you always get, if one side you get the horrible, you get the morning sun and in the afternoon you get the afternoon sun coming in from the west. Oh. But instead of, you can't, I, I guess you can't do it but, uh, to position just everything. Just need more north tree and south. cover. Then yeah. everybody can be under the trees. Yes, well, they usually are by the end of the day, aren't they? They're sort of everywhere. But it's a great day to go along and and just just experiment, have a look. You don't have to be going Lots to do it. Lots of food it. vendors there. Yeah, there's food, there's food, there's everything, and all sorts of bits and pieces. And it, people take their picnic gear and sit down. Oh, oh, it's a great. People get there early and grab a spot. You know, they say this is where the sun's going to be, the shade's going to be this afternoon. We're grabbing this spot, and they put make sure that they've got. There. And there's lots and lots of dogs. Lots of dogs, yes. Every size and shape. Well, they have the dog show. Yes, uh, Eddie won't be there. Eddie won't be there. Eddie doesn't like dogs. Uh. <laughs> he is a dog, he just doesn't like them. Does he know he's a dog, though? Well, no, because he plays on the slide up at our local park. Yeah. And he, he taught himself how to go down the slide by copying little boys who were doing it. Mm. And um, we was talking to a girl the other day who just watched him go down the slide. And she said, how did you train him to do that? And I said, I didn't. He, he just did he saw other kids having fun and he wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Cupcake does that. Yeah, well, Cupcake might, yes. I don't know whether Nina, well, I don't know. Nina might not live anywhere near a park with a slide. I'm not sure. No. Well, there's always trapeze or oh. high wire. There's lots of tricks dogs <laughs> can do. <laughs> oh, yeah, begging for food is one of them. Yes. My Eddie the can't legs. beg because he's, he's top heavy. So all his weight is in his chest. So if he tries to get up and beg, he just falls over. <laughs> oh, poor Eddie. Oh, he does all right. I'm sure he does, yes. yes. He's sitting there today probably picking at his, his turkey with liver. Oh, in an air-conditioned comfort, of course. Um, it's not on today. It's, you've turned it's your his, aircon off. Well, it's been running all weekend. <laughs> um, on the 13th of uh, Friday, Black Friday, back in 1939, just remembering that we uh, had horrible, horrible bushfires here in Victoria. It was called Black Friday because of them. Massive destruction. 71 lives were lost. Mm. And the forests that we see up in the, the Dandenongs and beyond uh, in the mountain range are actually all new trees mm. because mm. most of them were cooked Third out mm. back in the 39 mm. But they regenerated. Yeah. They did regenerate. Can I... Can I mention about the the uh, professor on the uh, television the other night he was saying that people should not be allowed to live in forests like yeah, that he said because he said that they shouldn't be allowed to live there mm. but it's part of the natural cycle of the australian forest mm, yeah. is to burn to the ground well, and regenerate well, well the indigenous people used to do that they used to burn where they'd been so that there would be new stuff growing when they come back six yeah. years later or something so or when we had our our green politicians come into the councils and say you can't chop down those trees that are touching your house and you can avoid mm. the fire just by cleaning your gutters yeah <sighs> 
Again, we learn by our mistakes. Oh, we certainly do. I think that sort of works. And as a contrast to that, around about this time, back in 2011, Brisbane had that epic flood. Oh, God, yes. Yes. Uh, Fortunately, I don't think there was very many lives lost in that, but there was a huge volume of water that they thought they would hold back with the the dam. The Wivenhoe Dam. The Wivenhoe Dam. Mm -hmm. And then someone realised, oh, there's more water than this dam can hold. We better take the plug out. Mm. Which is why they call them dams. Because mm. oh, at damn. some point somebody's going to say, oh, damn, look like we, yeah. look we did. Mm. And that was freakish. That Very freakish. Watching all yeah. the... Because we here in dry old hot Melbourne, we saw all these TV reports of the floods and it was mm. huge incredible yeah. amount of yeah. muck and water and pollution came down their river. That's right. Well, it has Dorothea McKellar of Land of Droughts and Flooding Rains. But that's Australia and you learn to live with it, of course. On that Thank wise note, we'll have to say goodbye. Is it that time already? It is that time. Quick hour, wasn't it? Come and join us next week. We'll have some more topics. Hopefully there'll be actually a few more uh, gay people that we can celebrate their lives and works. Catch up with you next week. Bye for now. And see you later. Cheerio. You can find more Joycasts and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.